This is Billy Starks, and you're listening to the Bad Light Podcast. Gang, gang, bless up. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Bad Light Podcast. Our guest today is Robert Starks Bellamy, better known to you and me as Mouse. But before we get into that conversation, just wanted to say thank you for checking out this episode of the podcast. If it's your first time joining us, we do have five other excellent conversations for you to check out. Uh, We're available on Apple, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. If you are checking us out on Apple, make sure you leave us a five-star review. But regardless of where you're checking us out, Tell a friend. We've been getting some great feedback. We'd love to grow this conversation, grow um, the wrestling, creativity, photography community. Uh, so tell a friend. That's the best way that we can do that. A couple of the things I wanted to touch on. I say we a lot when it comes to this podcast and also the zine that, we ha- uh, that we're that we doing, uh, which is still available, badlightzine.bigcartel.com. Been able to give some money to some people. That's been a really cool thing with the, the extra $5 donation built into that magazine. But I say we for a reason. I do a lot of the stuff with this, a lot of the stuff was my ideas and stuff like that, but there's people helping me, this podcast especially wouldn't be happening without. Uh, Dennis, who I mention every episode, uh, has been a huge, huge help. A lot of the stuff wouldn't get done if it wasn't for him. Uh, he has to remind me every week to do certain things like this intro uh, because I'm completely disorganized. Also, John Jr. has been awesome to be working with. He's been making a new icon for every episode uh, that we've done. And usually with me having to send him this stuff like a day or two in advance and him getting it done real quick. So just wanted to kind of touch on that. We also have a lot of really great artists that have been working with us for the covers of the zine. You know, I mentioned Chris on a few episodes who did the cover to the first scene. Uh, And then we have a really awesome artist doing the cover for issue two. Uh, More news on that to be coming. Uh, Another thing I wanted to mention is I think we're going to go to biweekly episodes for at least a little bit. Um, We have another one recorded and then I have plans to record uh, at least one or two more within the next week or two. But uh, I think we're going to go biweekly for the time being. Awesome. So I got to sit down with my friend Mouse and have a conversation with him. We recorded this about a month ago. It was just really great to see him and chat with him. I usually see Mouse every couple of months, at least at either like Revolver mostly. Uh, I also see him at Black Label Pro. I think I've seen him at Freelance before. Yeah, it's just always great to run into him. Always look forward to shooting shows with Mouse. We talk about how he got into shooting wrestling, him really being a huge asset to the scene that he's in with like a lot of the younger wrestlers and stuff like that in in that area of the Midwest that they're running. So um, yeah, great conversation. It was really fun to sit down with with him and talk. Uh, and I hope you enjoy the episode. If you want to, you can find him on Instagram at mouses underscore wrestling underscore adventures or on Twitter at WCW mouse 3911. Uh, we'll talk about why he's WCW mouse on the episode. Also want to give a big shout out to his kid, Billy Starks for the intro to this episode. You can find her on Instagram at Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E underscore S-T-A-R-K-Z or on Twitter at Billy Starks. No period, no underscore, no nothing. Same spelling, B-I-L-L-I-E, S-T-A-R-K-Z. Uh, also wanted to thank again, Dennis, for uh, doing all the editing for this podcast. You can find him on Instagram at C-I-L-A Club. Also, John Jr., who I mentioned earlier at Outlaw.Press. He's got a bunch of really cool merch on there. Uh, the band that he's in, Culture Abuse, for the song that we use, Perfect Light at Culture Abuse Fanzine on Instagram or at Culture Abuse on Twitter. You can find me at BrainBuster underscore on both Twitter and Instagram. And donate to your local Black Lives Matter, local bail funds, support your friends and community that are fighting for a change. Uh, There's a lot of people rallying together right now. It's really, really cool to see people using their voices to get some much, much needed change. So on to our episode with Mouse. Mouse, it's good to see your face, man. It's been a while. It has. uh, I think it's been since December. No, yes, December. Yeah, yeah, that revolver show, right? Like Christmas revolver show? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. That's too long. I always get so psyched when I see that you're coming to a show that I'm actually able to make it to. So thank you for, for joining me on this uh, the podcast here that we're doing. For those maybe unfamiliar with you, tell us a little bit about how you got started in uh, wrestling or wrestling photography, whichever came first. Uh, well, I've always been a wrestling fan. Um, as far as wrestling photography, I was bored bought a camera, decided to take it to shows. And um, lucky for me, uh, I guess if you want to say that, in my area, it's just packed with wrestling all the time. So IWA Mid-South runs every Thursday. Um, at the time, they were actually running twice a week. 
So I had two times a week that I could practice taking pictures. So I just started going. And from there, you start building a network and relationships with people. And they start opening more doors for you to be able to take more pictures. Yeah, absolutely. Like the networking thing is huge. Like meeting one person and making a good impression with one person, like it really does open all the doors everywhere else. Like all it takes is like one wrestler who's like in with the promoter to be like, oh yeah, I worked with this guy, uh, you know, at a show a couple months ago. He was really good. The pictures are not good. And then it's like, you're in with that promotion. Yeah, pretty much. Like uh, what really helped me out um, was Nick Manawa at IWA. Um, Mm -hmm. He was the first person to take notice. Um, Then they start using my pictures for DVD covers for uh, match announcements, stuff like that. And at the time, uh, IWA was bringing in uh, the Dayton carload. So they had Jake and Dave, uh, Zach and Trey, stuff like that. So that led to networking and getting to Rockstar, which led to becoming closer with Sammy and opening up even more stuff. So yeah, literally anything that I've done is more than I ever thought I would do. Yeah, man. Right. Like uh, my first thing that I ever shot was a local promotion here by the name of 3XW, which is like a great little promotion, but like, it's definitely, you know, it's like mainly like Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas city guys. And yeah, when it first starts opening those doors and you're like, you're shooting for people that you're watching on TV and stuff like that. And you're like, Oh man, this is like, it snowballs real quickly if you meet the right people. Oh yeah, it definitely does. Um, Cause I'd literally bought a camera was in the crowd for six or seven months just shooting pictures for the sake of shooting pictures like i remember the first uh rockstar pro show i went to it was uh their fifth anniversary show in the crowd um i talked to dave's uh girlfriend a couple months after that it was like hey i see you take pictures there if you ever can't do it i'm willing to step in for you yeah. fast forward to that summer and she was messaging me asked me if i wanted to shoot revol- uh revolvers uh dayton debut show mm-hmm. uh the Catalina wrestling mixer. And I was like, yes. So yeah. me and uh, my stepdaughter rode up to Dayton. And like I said, from there, it just started snowballing because Sammy really took a liking to me and essentially told me anytime I wanted to shoot or anything like that, me and my stepdaughter are always welcome. And then of course, Rockstar invited me to start shooting their shows after that as well. Um, so like, it's one of those things where once you get going, it starts picking up quick. And before you know it, 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 it consumes your life. Yeah, absolutely. And Sammy's a good, like a good example of a good person to meet. Cause like he is, he's got like a lot of people that he's like helped train and a lot of people that he's helped get bookings and like, you know, his promotion, uh, here in Des Moines revolver that we've shot a bunch of times and you were talking about their debut in Ohio as well. And then a rockstar pro in Ohio with uh, Dave, uh, Dave and Jake Chris, I just combined their names in a weird way. Uh, and then, you know, Zach Wentz and, and Trey and all them, uh, the rascals and stuff like that. Like there's a huge wrestling scene and it's all, you know, I shouldn't say all, but I know it's all tied back to Sammy in some way, uh, you know, whether it be like contemporaries or people that he's helped train or like just people that are in his car load and stuff like that. And a lot of those people have made a lot of like huge strides and stuff like that. So uh, to be in with that group, it really gets you in a lot of different places. Definitely. It's one of those things where as people make jokes about the Sammy's guys, I consider myself a Sammy guy um, yeah. because it's one of the first things that I've down whenever I'm kind of doing a quasi resume to try to get a booking. I shoot Revolver. Um, Revolver and Black Label are the reasons I even went to New Jersey last year for Mania. Yeah. I went for both of those running, which I knew, okay, I'm definitely shooting both of those. I wouldn't have probably convinced my family, let's make that our family trip. Um, So I definitely owe a lot to him as well as plenty of other promoters like Madman Pondo. These are guys that were willing to take a chance and allow me to leave my comfort zone of just crossing the river from where I live to shoot locally. So, yeah, hey, so I've, I've had a ton of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think I think to touch on like what you're talking about with Sammy, how uh, there's kind of like that rap of like Sammy's guys. He's got like, uh, you know, a bunch of different carloads from around around the Midwest and stuff that are all kind of like his guys or whatever. And I think that's like more of a testament to how generous he is with his time and like his, you know, like the platform that he's built for himself over like all of this time because he picks these people that are uh, like incredibly talented, incredibly driven individuals and like kind of takes them under his wing and helps him get booking and all that kind of stuff uh, at different promotions. And like the those people all seem to blow up pretty quick right after that. Yeah, it's, uh, like, it's honestly one of the reasons where um, I shot a show in Tennessee called Tried and True. They partnered up with Impact, and Basil couldn't make the Impact part of it, so he pulled me in to do it. And a buddy from Cleveland was booked on a show, Trey, La- Trey Lamar, so me and him mm-hmm. met up, we rode down. And my first 
active duty to do that day was Trey needs to meet Sammy. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I could, I was like, Sammy, this is Trey. He looked at Trey. He asked him, (laughs) he's like, "Uh, have you had a match yet? Which is funny because the kid literally after he met Sammy had just worked in the pre-show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Sammy thought that he hadn't even started wrestling or anything yet. But I was like, yeah, this is, this is Trey. He trained up at AIW. He's like, oh, okay. Okay. Then he told him, come out to one of our revolver shows. We have a seminar with Billy Gunn. He's like, you'll learn a lot. He's like, I think Mouse is coming. I think he's bringing Billy. You should come with them. So Trey went, he did the seminar. Sammy talked to him. Uh, Sammy did a show in Indiana and booked Trey to be on it. And after he was done, he's looking at the kid. He's like, He's like, he's good. He's like, he was saying how Trey reminded him of uh, Shane Strickland and how he sees a promising career out of the kid. And he started, you know, telling the kid, you show up, I will find a space for you. And he would start giving him opportunities. And then what past February gave the kid a huge opportunity, uh, which took uh, me and Sammy like a couple hours of bugging Trey to get Trey to wake up and answer the phone. <laughs> letting him wrestle the strong hearts. Oh, and, cool. Like, I saw this that. kid went from, yeah, he went from no bookings at all to he was in that match. Yeah, cause all I shot, because I shot. Yeah, you shot them. I think a warrior, right? That uh, the next weekend. day, right? Um, yeah, because they did. Who was it? it was him? Uh, it was what Trey? Who was? Who were his other two tag team partners in that match? Do you remember? Uh, Trey, uh, Ace Austin, mm-hmm. and um, and Christian Blake Christian. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great group of. Um, of wrestlers though yeah i saw him the next night at warrior it was them and uh rascals and that was of course insane because like they've spent all that time together you know all over the place uh anyway so getting back to uh when you got started so when you were when you were starting to shoot from the crowd and stuff how long ago was that do you remember like around like what year like 2000 i want to say 16 okay uh, because i trace it back to uh tpi 2016 Okay, cool. So it's been, you know, not a, a ton of time that you've you've kind of started getting to all these different places, working for all these different uh, spots and stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of that is like your willingness to kind of go wherever you need to go. Uh, and you're always like bringing a carload and stuff like that with you too. Tell me about how that kind of got started. You starting to work with a lot of these like younger wrestlers and get them uh, to the different shows that you're working on. Well, like I said, I credit a lot of it with uh, the area I just happen to live in. There, mm-hmm. there literally is just so much wrestling. There's nothing like Indiana, to be honest. It's it's a weird, weird state. Just about every other city has a minimum of two promotions. Really? And they all do well? So, no, they all do terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, like where I'm at, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, you have OVW that's in Kentucky. Kentucky's a... Uh, a commission state so you got to have licenses and stuff like that you cross the river and you're in indiana which is outlaw country you can do whatever you want whenever uh. you want and nobody questions anything so there's a building there called the arena um mm-hmm. it's owned by two tough tony so in that building at one point in time whenever i first started taking pictures there was a uh, tony's training school that's there it's where my kid trained at then there was iwa and then there was a company called PWF, Pro Wrestling Freedom. So you had two companies bringing in some decent people, and then you had a training group that was running. So the PWF was running once a month, IWA. They were running weekly in that building. Then they had a building about 15 minutes down the road that they were running weekly as well every Saturday. So between all of that, I'm spending, you know, probably almost 10 times a month shooting wrestling. So you're constantly meeting different people because both companies were bringing people from out of the area. So I started meeting the black and brave kids. Mm -hmm. That's how I met Manders and Chase Holiday and the two kids from Louisiana, stuff like that. Then you start meeting the Indianapolis kids. So that's when I started getting to know, you know, Cole Radrick, Jonathan Wolf, Sean Kemp. And then you have the Tennessee Carlo that would come to PWF. So that's where I met you know, Carrie Awful and Nick Iggy, Chase Owens uh, from New Japan, stuff like that. So you start meeting all these people. And as you're meeting them, you're building bonds with them, which mm-hmm. then it's like, hey, I got a show to go to. Do you want to jump in the car? Like I've driven to freelance with uh, the Carnies. I've driven to AIW with the Carnies. And then as I'm going to these places, I'm seeing opportunities for the young group of kids that just kind of float around Louisville, Jeffersville, Indiana. So I started asking some of them, hey, I'm going to go to this show and shoot it. Do you want to go with me to meet people? And from there, some of them will say yes. Some of them will like blew me off and didn't answer. But like 
early on, there was one that went anywhere I told him to go. His name was Freddie Hudson. He'd hop in the car with me and Billy and whatever show we were going to, he'd make that drive with us. And so with that, you know, I was able to get him like a battle royal spot at Rockstar on a, I think it was a like a July 4th show. He didn't expect to wrestle when we got there. It's just one of those things that kind of happened. Dave looked at him and said, hey, do you have your gear? He was like, yeah. He's like, go get it. Um, you can be in the battle royal. At the same time, I'm asking Sammy if he could be in the battle royal. And Sammy's like, if he's got his gear, I don't care. So <laughs> this kid gets super kicked by Dave. Uh, Rich Swan's two feet from him laughing at him. And then he gets tossed out of the ring, and then they're throwing too young onto him. So here's the kid who just hopped in the car, and he's got a former cruiserweight champion laughing at him, former X Division champion laughing at him, uh, former you know Impact Tag Team champion, then an Impact Knockout champion getting tossed on him, while you know Sammy's in the back watching all of this. So yeah. the kid didn't expect any of that was going to happen that day. But it's stuff like that that definitely helped the kid showing up. Um, then recently, uh, a person that's been jumping in the car a lot with me is um, Adam Slade. Uh-huh. Um, he trained at OVW and then broke away from that and started wrestling for PWF. Then he wrestled for IWA and he's trying to you know build his name up. But he's definitely a kid with more drive than most. And yeah. he's just trying to go as many places as he can just to get seen. Like even Gary J, we were in Ohio. He looked at him and said, you are always here. He's like, <laughs> it sucks that nobody's paying attention and knowing how good you are giving an opportunity. But he's like, I commend you for getting in the car and showing up and doing whatever somebody asks. He's like, let me know anytime you're going to be able to come to St. Louis and I help you out. And like he yeah. helped him get a get like a pre-show match for anarchy because he's like, this kid's always somewhere. And right. he kept seeing him over and over like the entire weekend. And he's like, I'm going to help you. So it's stuff like that where it's like, okay, I know I did good by making that kid get in the car with me or that kid asked to get in the car with me when I see them actually get stuff. And like the one thing I always use is my stepdaughter as the perfect example. She gets opportunities because she's met these people before she even stepped in the ring. She mm-hmm. met these people as a little girl with a camera taking pictures of them. So she right. built relationships and friendships and networking from there. So now she's a wrestler. Guess what? To her, Sammy's Uncle Sammy, Dave's mm-hmm. Uncle Dave. These are people she can go to for advice or people that can help get her a booking or something like that. And she's gotten huge opportunities because they see the dedication she has that she shows up and that she's there. And that's all I try to explain to these kids. Like most of us just showing up. Like they understand where you are in most cases when you're early on that you're not going to be great, but you show up, they give you an opportunity and that would help you become great. Like she became better because people gave her opportunities to wrestle people better than her. And some of these kids just, there's a large abundance of them here in this area that don't leave this area. They just sit there and it's like, wrestling's bigger than this one building it's bigger than this area like trust me you have more fun if you get on the road and you know you're in a car bsing with a buddy for four hours five hours you're watching random clips or just listening to podcasts or just talking wrestling or talking life you're gonna have a ton of fun and then you get to the show and you get to do or see what you really love you're gonna have even more fun like there's nothing like a car ride with me and adam slade we literally just talk about random stuff just to keep each other awake because I really don't trust too many people driving my car. (laughs) (laughs) But like, that's how you make connections with people is like, is, is spending that time and putting in that effort and stuff like that. And you were talking about how, you know, putting in that work, being a recognizable face and stuff like that at these shows can really uh, help open doors and opportunities and stuff like that. And that's evident by like how you've, you know, you tell these people these things, but you're also leading by example and doing it. You know what I mean? I can't uh, tell you every time that I see you. It's like you tell me about your your schedule for the weekend and you, where you and the kid or where you and the kids or however, how many people you've gotten to cram into your car with you or headed that weekend and how you're driving, you know, overnight back and the other side of the country and all this kind of stuff, uh, putting in the work and it pays off. Obviously, you're getting all these like other, other different opportunities and stuff like that, but also helping open the door for a lot of people, which I feel like is probably like a big purpose to uh, what you do, right? Like 
you doing all these shows, like making all these connections and stuff like that. Part of it is to do what you want to do, but part of it's also to be uh, opening these doors for like Billy Wrestling or something like that, or like some of these kids that you're making connections with uh, that are local to your area that you see have the drive, but maybe just don't know what direction they need to be going or uh, something like that. And you're able to, because you've been around and you've kind of put in the miles yourself to be like, well, this is what I did. Come along with me to these things. Like, you know, I'll happily vouch for you. And then that can lead to just an introduction, which an introduction is huge. You were talking about with that one kid, I I, uh, forget which one at this point, but showing up to like every show with you. uh, And then, and then Gary J being like, we need to put you on some shows because you're obviously like making the effort to come through. It shows that pays off just even somebody recognizing you, you know, at multiple different shows can help open so many opportunities, whether it be as a wrestler or as a photographer. I've had, you know, some of the guys from high spots just recognize me from being at shooting a bunch of shows. And then that translate into shooting some of their shows like mania weekend that I wouldn't have been able to get into shoot otherwise. But it's like, I see Seth from high spots and he's just like, Oh, Hey man, you shooting the show. And I was like, I, I, I could. And he's like, yeah, man, I'll see your ringside. And then it's just like, okay, I'm shooting the show now. And so, yeah, it really does, you know, being around being cordial, being, you know, just like a, a person backstage that, people are happy to deal with can really go a long way in opening a lot of those opportunities for you. Oh, definitely. It's one of those things, like you said, as you start making the rounds and hitting these shows, especially shows where people are at, all of a sudden you become a person that people seek after to chat with. Um, Like you said, uh, speaking of Seth, every time I shoot Ring of Honor, he makes a point to joke with me or laugh with me. Like uh, I want to say the last Ring of Honor I shot, which was in Nashville, he right before the show, he looked at me like, Hey, you're going to be a mania, right? You want to shoot the super show? And I'm like, uh, I, I'm supposed to shoot Uncanny, and I think they want me there, like, right in the middle of when that show's going on. Oh, Uncanny's literally, like, five minutes, like, literally next door. You can make it. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, 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 okay, let me check my schedule and see what time, absolutely last time I could be there, the last minute I could be there. Yeah, I, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, Steph. <laughs> because it's yeah. like, he does stuff like that where he just throws something on you or he'd just go out of his way to try to help you. Like, um, I think it was like a ring of honor in uh, Columbus or somewhere, but he looked at me one day. He's like, Hey, if uh, I was to get your, your daughter booked for uh, Queens of combat, if I talked to, to, to the booker, would y'all make the trip? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, I talked to him. I'll let you know. I'm um, see what I can do. And I'm like, okay. Like it's yeah, stuff like that where it's like, just because, I'm not mean. I'm not, you know, tearing anybody down. I'm nice and cordial to people I meet. A guy's looking out for me and my family to try to help us out. Yeah. Unsolicited. He's just like, yeah, I'm willing to help you. And he's one of those people that are like that. And we need more people like that are just like, hey, let me help you. It's like, um, that's why I've been trying to push uh, Ian, uh, three count. Yeah. Um, Because he's so unsure of himself and, I literally think he's probably one of the best photographers either in the country and definitely one of the best ones in the Midwest. Yeah. He has no clue. It's like, yeah. like, dude, even the stuff that you don't like is better than most of the stuff that people are putting out. I was like, you were really that good. Like he was uh, working really hard trying to get um, a couple of like uh, ring of honors and he got some, and I think Milwaukee, he did Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then whenever they were going to St. Louis for the first time in years, he was like, I sent the email and nobody responded. And um, I was contacted to do Nashville. And then they were like, hey, do you want to do St. Louis? I was like, I can't do St. Louis because I got another show. But I do know Ian's been messaging you guys to shoot. And they were like, okay. And I was like, Ian, let's email him again. Yeah. He's like, I already tried. I already tried. I was like, just do it again. Trust me. He yeah. did. He's like, they told me I can shoot. I was like, I told you. And then yeah. once he shot that, they went up to him after show. And I think they booked him for three or four more dates because they had uh, the War of the Worlds coming up and he got booked for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, see, your work speaks for itself. And yeah. I want to say a lot of his work from that St. Louis show is what they used for like a couple of weeks to promote everything. I was like, yeah. dude, you're, you're really that good. You just got to believe in yourself more and know you're that good. It's like with his... Uh, videos that he started doing he was nervous about doing them. he's like i don't know if i should do them like i haven't been really shooting wrestling that long it's like so if you yeah, got something to say put it out there yeah yeah put it out there if you got something to say yeah he knows exactly what he's talking about his videos are like really well put together like super articulate and you're you're absolutely right like his photo work is is great like he's putting out super super high quality work cons- like super consistently too 
yeah, it's always it's always fun to talk with him about photography because he's always like interested in knowing more, like different perspectives and stuff like that. And I think that like really goes back to another thing that you're talking about with, you know, like driving the car and going to these different places. You really do pick up things from other people. You know what I mean? Or you see uh, like someone like Ian that's doing like this really cool work and it's like it pushes you to be like, okay, well, if, if this kid's doing like this really sick work, like I can't be left in the dust and like start, you know putting out like some bullshit like and you know what i mean like i gotta i gotta keep up yeah he definitely motivates me trust me like if i see him at a show with me i'm like oh man oh okay it's on like uh he came to the gcw black label two cups show and i'm like okay all right i I guess we're gonna see what ours looks like at the end of the end of the day after we finish editing and like i'm looking at his stuff i'm like i don't even want to put mine out (laughs) like oh my lord like this kid's great yeah you know to him he doesn't think he did. I'm like, no, this stuff's amazing. He's like, no, I like the way yours looks. And I'm like, oh, no, look at yours. Like he has the ability to take the dullest looking, grungy looking venue and for some reason make the colors pop in it. Yeah, like, that is really nice. That, that venue that they did two cups stuff in. Oh, I was there. <laughs> it shouldn't have looked as pretty as it did with, no. in his pictures. Like that was a, that looked like a horror movie type of thing. Yeah. He made, he made colors stand out and made the people stand out. And I'm like, I wish I could figure out how to do that. Like, I don't know what you did, but whatever you did, it's just amazing. And yeah. That, that just, venue. Once he gets confidence, it's going to be scary. Yeah. 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 He's going to be unstoppable. Uh, yeah. Like I was trying to convince him to go to, to Tampa, which obviously didn't happen, but, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, you're going to make like, you're going to make a bunch of contacts. You're going to meet a bunch of people uh, and make a bunch of like really cool photos. That's what I did. You know, the first couple years that I did the mania weekend, uh, most of the time I did the mania weekend stuff. And then this year was finally like the year that I kind of had some stuff, you know, distinctively planned out more than just like a show or two, but yeah, he, uh, he definitely helps like, inspire and like push a lot of people around here to like keep making better work and i think that's true for like everyone you were talking about how you know he was he was looking at your photos and being like oh man no i like the way that that looks it's like easier to look at somebody else's stuff and see the things that you like about it versus like your own stuff because it's like you've been looking at it so much when editing it like you saw it through the viewfinder you saw it on the back of your camera probably you saw it when I was uploading to the computer. You looked at it for a couple minutes while you're editing it. You saw it again when you were exporting it. You saw it again when you were posting it. It's like, I've seen this photo 19 goddamn times and I hate it now. Um, versus like somebody's photo that you're seeing for the first time. And it's like, oh yeah, like like there's it's just a different impact because you have been along your photo so long along the way versus somebody else's that's like, oh, this is a fresh perspective on, on something that I was there for. And sometimes people just get the feeling of the moment better than than you did. And, you know, they're just in the right spot or whatever it is. Absolutely. That's why it's one of those things. That's why I love, uh, like, definitely when I go to Revolver, I love that because I love having Chris ring yeah. side with us because I feel like we, us three there, have figured out how to run a great, you know, machine. Mm-hmm. You yeah. stay in the back and do your thing. Then me and Chris are running around like chickens with their heads cut off ringside. But me and Chris are capturing the same match, but in two different visions. Yeah. And I think it works. Like if I miss something, I know he's going to get it. If he misses something, I'm going to get it. That's why a lot of times I love having, you know, a second person there because I know Damn. I'm not always going to get everything. That's why I love Black Label because I get to, you know, bug uh, Basil. The entire time he's there and he's getting a different vision than I'm getting. And we just work well together. Like we just know where each other are. We know what the next person's going to do. And it's just something that you don't get with a lot of people, but definitely the folks that I've shot with in the Midwest, I've learned to operate around and work with. And I love just the Midwest guys that we have. It's a really cool, like it, it builds these like really cool teams and like people are kind of like, you know, it's not just like one specific group. It's not just like you, me and Manning. Cause like, you know, you put Basil in there in different configurations and Ian in there in different configurations. And even some of the guys up, up in Minneapolis, like Kyle Olson, I don't know if you've gotten to work with him yet. That might be a little bit too far Northwest uh, that you guys haven't crossed paths yet. He does, yeah, I haven't made it there yet, but I'm going yeah. to. He does, he does a lot of the, um, the Wrestlepalooza and first wrestling stuff. But yeah, there's like all these different, uh, you know, and so sometimes it'll be like, like when we go up to, uh, when I go up to Minneapolis, it's usually like me, Manning, Sarah Dope, who's another 
Minneapolis photographer who like does a lot of like music stuff, but he'll do uh, some of Eric Cannon shows up there, like Russell Palooza, and then uh, Kyle Olson, who's always working with First. Like that's a really cool team. And then you got like you, me, and Manning at Revolver, and then like me, Basil, and Ian at warrior or aaw or whatever and it's just like you and basil at black label it's like all these cool configurations and we all kind of feed off of each other and we all have like very different styles so you get kind of like these different versions of what happened but i really like like what you were saying with two people shooting ringside it really takes a little bit of the pressure off of like oh shit i was on the wrong side of the ring for that and i missed that like pretty important thing or like that shot or whatever or you can kind of like experiment you don't necessarily need to get the you know, like the standard documentary shot of like whatever's happening. If somebody else is already getting it, you can maybe experiment a little bit with like, you know, how the shadows are falling on people or something like that. So that way, if it doesn't turn out, like you didn't miss the moment, the other guy's got it, but you maybe got something that like is very different and really cool. So yeah, like the little like super teams that are kind of popping up are really cool. I think it's happening all over the country. I just think we know more about our little like Midwest bubble of it. Yeah, like the only place I've ever really... Had, like I, there's a couple places where I did with multiple photographers, but literally almost every place I've gone, I've met people that are great. Like uh, there's a a lady who shoots with me in Tennessee at NGW, named Elizabeth. Super nice. Like men, her and our styles of how we shoot completely different. Um, typically, I'm using either no flash or you know on camera flash. She's using you know, external off-camera flash over in the corner type of deal. And so we're capturing the same stuff, but two different looks because of the type of shooting we're doing. And then she will even ask me certain questions about like, why am I doing certain things or how do I do certain things? And it's just neat to see people and how they look at stuff. It's the same way when I've gone to Jersey and worked with the GCW crew when you have uh, Grasso, uh, Earl. Oh, okay, and, yeah. So just feeding off of them and just talking with them and looking at what they have and then also been able to help people like uh whenever gcw came and did the the double header with black label in september earl left some equipment at home here's a man oh, yeah. who took a flight and didn't have a light stand and he's like i want to get some portraits in the bag but i don't have nothing to put my flash on he's like hey mouse you're coming up here uh, do you have a light stand i can use i was like yeah i got you so it's stuff like that where some people be like, nah, I ain't going to let you use nothing. That way I can get the portraits. But yeah. no, let me help you out. Because I knew he needed help and he's always been nice to me. And he was like the highlights of the Jersey Mania trip because it was the first time I got the meeting. So yeah. it's just a community that I've been able to come across so far has been great when I've met them in person. Like they are even better in person than they have been in just interacting on social media. Yeah, absolutely. And it is like absolutely a community and everybody's really trying to like work together and like help each other out. Uh, yeah, I've definitely used some of Basil's equipment before to do certain things and he's used some of mine, I think probably at AAW. Uh, I can't think of a time where I've brought less stuff than him or more stuff than him. <laughs> no, wait, what am I trying to say here? Lighting wise, he's always got more stuff than me there. So like, I can't, I think he may have forgotten a stand or something like that too. And I, I brought one or something like that. But yeah, it's like, it's just helping each other out or like seeing something about something that somebody's doing that like they might not be noticing or something like that. Like, oh, there's like a wrinkle on the backdrop or something like that. Like just trying to like help each other out. Like you're all working towards a, a similar goal of, of making like cool photos of this uh, event, the people involved, what's going on backstage, you know, tell whatever story you're trying to tell. So like the more you're on the same page and you know, like communicating and just working together as like a cohesive unit. Like it, it really does show in the images and there's always like a very diverse, like, but a lot of photos coming out of those shows. Like when me and Ian and Basil all shoot AAW, like there's, you know, we'll have like Ian's really cool, like backstage stuff. That's all very candid. Uh, and then all of Basil's like excellent in-ring stuff. And then like whatever kind of random in-between stuff I kind of get, like whether I kind of try and do like some real moody, artsy kind of portraits or, you know, just like grabbing people in halls or whatever a couple ringside you know whatever i decide to do for that show or whatever i'm needed uh it all goes together none of it's the same but like it all kind of like shows these different angles of the same show so it really does it really does complement to have different photographers of different strengths on the same show yeah it allows people to get everything that they need to get because trust me there's been shows that i've shot by myself and you have a quick title change or something like that so yeah. you're trying to run in the back like hey let me get you with this belt real quick so they have something and you're missing half of a match that's probably going on or something like that because you definitely right. want to catch them because as soon as they go to the back, 
first thing they're doing, they're taking everything off. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, uh, like I know for sure, like that happened at a black label uh, before Basil came on board and started shooting with me. Um, we were shooting some portraits in the back and then I got stuck and I'm like, Oh, there's matches going on. And I missed like half the show. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm looking, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh man. Well, and if, if somebody's like, you know, if, if they just had a big match and they, they are, you know, have to like catch their breath and maybe like talk through it with somebody, uh, you know, talk through parts of parts of what just happened with some people or go film like a video promo or something like that. Like the still photo is not necessarily the first priority especially like right after a, a match but you're absolutely right like some guys will just come back and some people will come back and just like as soon as they're back through the curtain they're like taking wrist tape off and gauntlets and and pieces of gear and stuff like that if you need them for a portrait it can you know you're 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 losing layers of that that character as they're they're taking some of that stuff off and some of it can work but you know you don't want them to be in a hoodie after their match and be like here's your here's your uh portrait for the next mm-hmm. poster or something like that but yeah yeah so you you can definitely get caught in like the you know like oh yeah go go do your video promo or you know go take a breath for a second or finish this conversation or whatever so you might get caught back there for you know 15 20 minutes waiting for a specific portrait you need or something like that and um if you're the only person there yeah you might miss another entire match another entire couple of matches like whatever uh so it really does benefit to have multiple people there so that everything really is like there's layered amounts of coverage so that nothing is really missed. You get all the angles of it. Right. It's definitely one of those reasons why I started pulling Billy into photography because mm-hmm. I figured I can pluck her and stick her back there behind the curtain. She can take portraits. And then it also gives her the ability to interact with wrestlers and talk wrestling. Um, and then like if uh, one of the young wrestlers are with me and they're not on the show, I'm putting you to work. Yeah. Here's my backup camera. Yeah. Here's the light. Have them pose. They usually know what they're going to do. Press the button. <laughs> yeah and like and then, I, I remember like, yeah i remember i you got had, like a couple of them like really get into it like adam slade's one of the ones that really got into it and he's like yeah uh i downloaded lightroom onto my phone and i edited some of the pictures on my phone how does this look like uh yeah the best one was uh i took him to revolvers uh i think it was catalina three and they had uh jimmy havoc on the show so we sat him behind the curtain. I was like, all right, as they're coming back here to go through the curtain, if they're kind of lollygagging and just back here, just say, hey, Sammy needs a quick portrait. Let me grab you real quick, get it, then we'd be done. So he actually had more accuracy of getting people than I normally do, which was amazing. So he's getting them left and right. He's like, they're just saying yes. And then like yeah. he said, he went up to, like his favorite story to talk about, he goes up to Jimmy Havoc. He's like, hey, uh, can I get a couple pictures over here he's like yeah yeah one moment let me let me fix my stuff he says he puts on his mask he comes over he takes a couple pictures he's like one more then he just throws up the bird at him and he's like oh man <laughs> like he walked away from that with a great experience and he thinks it's like the greatest thing in the world he's like like he's like the nicest guy in the world he just yeah. flipped me off and took a picture of it he's like i love it i was like yeah dude well, that's what you're here for I was like, that stuff right there is going to help Sammy realize you're a team player willing mm-hmm. to do whatever you need to do, which means whenever it's time for him to open the spot up, let me give it to the guy who tears the ring down, sets the ring up, also willing to go back there and take pictures or whatever I need him to do. Let me give you an opportunity. I was like, just keep doing that and trust me, he's going to notice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Havoc, Havoc is like a blast to shoot too. So I can totally, <laughs> I can totally see that uh, And absolutely a total, total sweetheart. I've always loved when, when I've gotten to cross paths with that dude and, and shoot his photo. Cause he's, I mean, he's super easy to photograph. He's down for whatever. He's got an awesome look. So it's like very visual and graphic and like very easy to make a cool photo of him. But he's also just like super down, like super chill guy. Yeah, um, I wouldn't know that because I've never gotten to shoot any portraits of him because I was really? ringside for that. Show oh, you're always ringside. Yeah. So he, that day he got a lot of people I've never shot portraits of. And yeah. I'm sitting there looking at him like, I'm kind of jealous, but I'm happy for you. But I'm right. jealous. It's the same thing with, with the kid, uh, with Billy. Like she shot a ton of people that I've never shot because I've stuck her back there and I'm ringside shooting their matches. And I'm like, I, I would like to get some pose shots of these people, but yeah. Like, I know what I'm here for. I go do what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, I remember when uh, when Chase Holiday was hurt. You had him, you like to still keep bringing him around and, and getting him face to face with a lot of people and stuff like that. You just threw your, your side camera in his hands and you're like, "All right, man, here's here's what you're doing. You're shooting ringside," which I think he probably had like pretty mixed results with that. But you know, with like the yeah, yeah go ahead. That situation itself was just a weird situation. So 
I forgot I had something else I had to shoot, so I couldn't go to – I think I had Black Label. I couldn't go to that show. Um, so him and another wrestler, Bradley uh, Prescott, they agreed to go to that show for the purposes of picking Rich Swan up. Uh-huh. And they were to bring Rich Swan from Iowa to Louisville to meet me because gotcha. uh, the, that Sunday we had to go to Tennessee for NGW. So that's the reason that uh, Bradley and Chase was there. And then Chase was like, since I'm going anyways, can I take a camera with me? I was like, yeah, here. Here's a backup camera. You can take a camera with you and take pictures. He's like, cool. But he, yeah. I think he was asking Manning like for tips on how to set the camera up. And, and like he didn't know what he was doing. And then also, I don't know when the last time you shot ringside in that building. It's but <laughs> the last few times that I shot outside of the first time, the first time it was absolutely perfect. Yeah. And that, that was uh, Tales from the Ring 2, I think, or something like that. But the Something's last bad. few times I've shot there, the lighting has been so off that it just messes up your, your pictures because of some type of flicker problem or something. I don't know yeah. what's going on with the lighting. So Chase is having those problems. Manning was having those same problems. And so they both were struggling. Manning's like, I can't really help myself, so I can't really help you, <laughs> but try this. But Chase literally ended up shooting ringside and having the camera there all because he was trying to get some FaceTime with Sandy and they wanted to drive Rich Swan nine hours back to Louisville. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting those, <laughs> so, those contacts and connections and stuff like that. And I would imagine... Oh, yeah, about it. Yeah. By the time they got to Louisville with him, Rich Swan was part of their uh, their faction. Uh, yeah. They were best friends with Rich, and they were calling him Uncle Rich. <laughs> right. I think they all ended up with like his phone number, and like <laughs> they became his best friend. Uh, it was right. they came so close to him that uh, fast forward to us going to uh, to Mania, we were at some show for the collective. It might have been um, the second night of the spring break show. Rich walks in and he sees Bradley. He's like, Brad! He goes up and hugs him. And then he's like, like, I meant to call you. He's like, man, I've been calling you about this song. And like, Brad's like, wait, you were calling me? He's like, yeah. He's like, you didn't answer. He's like, I don't have your number. I gave, he's like, but you got my number. He's like, what's your number? And he's like, it's that number. It's the Orlando, Florida number. He's like, oh, that was you? He's like, I didn't know who that was. I ignored it. Was but like, here's, a kid, here's a kid who hadn't seen this man since he drove him nine hours to Louisville that yeah. became friends with him because they spent nine hours in a car and apparently Rich just stayed up all night talking wrestling and music with them. Yeah. And, think, and like to this day, every time they see him, he pops for these kids and just starts talking to them and enjoying life with them. And like that all came because I said, go to Iowa, pick up for it. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys and Chase was like, this? yeah, Chase was like, okay, we'll do it. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, was, I think like, <laughs> I think backstage, me and Chris were both uh, trying to give him some like quick tips on uh, how to get some stuff going. I'm sure he got a couple few, a couple of cool photos of that whole thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like with the the backstage pose stuff, if you just need something for a poster, you can pretty easily put an put an X on the floor. You know, you set up everything that you need as far as like, all right, the lights here, the person's gonna stand here, uh, you're gonna stand here, keep the settings at this, make sure it auto focuses on their their face and get this much of them in the photo, and that can work for a poster. So like tossing a camera in in uh, you know your kid's hands, depending on you know, how much experience she had had with you with using a camera before that, you know, it can it can be good to get people, uh, you know, connecting and, and talking and stuff like that. But also just photography is fun, uh, especially if you're if somebody else sets the whole thing up for you, and you're just making cool photos, you don't really have to think about it, like it can be super, super fun. So it's like a, a cool thing to share with some other people that might not have experienced something like that. Oh, yes, yeah, definitely one of like, um, a couple shows that we traveled to like with Marco stunt. Uh, it was during a time where his uh, leg was messed up. So he mm-hmm. wasn't working and he was just there to support his brother because his brother had just started. So it's like, Hey mouse, let me use one of your cameras here. Go. Like there was one show I handed like Marco a camera and I handed somebody else a camera. I wouldn't sat in the ground. <laughs> so they're running around taking pictures and like yeah. Marco's looking at his picture. He's like, is this good? I was like, dude, you did a great job. I was like, he's like, okay, how do I get these from you so I can work on them? So, you know, yeah. I had to teach him how to download Lightroom. I had to teach him how to pull the pictures from OneDrive and stuff like that so he could edit them. And like, he took some really good shots. Like, I'm looking like, oh man. Then we went to Tennessee for a show. And once again, I handed him a camera and he started going to town, taking a bunch of pictures. And so like, uh, fast forward to a few months ago, he was like, yeah, since I'm only wrestling like once a week, I really don't have anything to do. I think I'm going to buy a camera. I'm like, do it. 
It'll yeah. give you something to do. Like you can take your camera to the shows and take random pictures or just go out and about with your dog and take pictures. It's like, he really was like, I got money now and nothing to do. Maybe I'll buy a camera. I'm like, yeah. go for it. Yeah. But it's just fun. Like that's one of my favorite things Just shove a camera in somebody else's hands and see what they do with it. Right. Right. So have honestly surprised me. So I've talked before about having photographers that have no sort of association with wrestling come in and shoot a wrestling show and see their perspective. But it's really interesting to see a wrestler who has nothing to do with photography and you throw a camera in their hand, their perspective of everything. Cause it's like, it's obviously a very different idea, but kind of like the same, uh, you know, putting somebody like out of their element, but having their kind of imposed view on it. So that's like really, uh, really interesting. We should, I think actually, I was going to say we should try and do this, but I think uh, we actually tried to do it with some people for that Mind Games magazine that I've done some stuff with, uh, which was give a bunch of wrestlers uh, disposable cameras and just have them mm-hmm. like shoot them throughout their travels and then uh, give us the camera back. And then we would like publish the the photos as like part of like a, an interview or something like that. And I think they gave them out to like five or six people and I don't think they ever got any of them back. So <laughs> it is, it is also the uh, trying to get, people to do other stuff and remember to take to take photos when it's not just like at a show they're specifically doing it there can be kind of tricky but yeah cool well i think we're we're reaching towards the end here so we're going to do i have like just like four quick questions that we'll we'll talk about here for another minute and then i think we'll we'll be about good so the first question of these these rapid fire questions that they're not rapid fire at all a photo that you've made that stands out to you so like just maybe one that you're super proud of or like your your favorite photo if there's one that comes to mind that you've made I've honestly never chosen a favorite photo or anything, but most of the things that stand out to me are like the uh, photos I took of uh, Billy against uh, Kylie stand out because mm-hmm. I, you know how I was when I walked in the locker room. So like I'm trying to take uh, pictures of a match and do my job, but also trying to hide being so proud of my kid been in a match that I yeah. wanted probably more than she did. Um, and then of course, like anytime any photos that somehow have made it into a magazine, I'm, I'm super proud or like stand out to me. Like uh, I had a photo of like uh, MJF and uh, Eddie Kingston uh, wrestling each other. And it was from IWA and it was literally the first photo I think a magazine paid me for. So that stood out. Um, but there after a while photos just start becoming photos. Yeah. Like I need to get back to, finding ways to make something stand out and where I'm just like, Oh man. But yeah, it's probably, I've never really had anything because like I said, right now and everything since I've started, it's been like, I shouldn't be doing this. How did I cross that barricade? Why are they letting me in here? I have no clue what I'm doing. I never went to school for this. I don't like, why are you letting me across this barricade? It's funny because you, you say you said earlier about Ian, like, oh man, his stuff is so good and he just like doesn't have any idea. You're doing the exact same thing right now. Cause like your your work is like super high quality and you're just like, I don't know why I'm doing this or like cross the barricade or anything like that. So it's the same shit. It's just hard to see it's hard to see how good your own stuff is because you spend so much time with it and you're just you're harder on that than you are anything else, you know? Yeah, I'm definitely hard on myself. Like I'll be, tell people all the time. Like my kid's a better photographer to me. Like I hate that she doesn't pick up a camera anymore yeah, because she she's so busy with wrestling, but, but she's definitely, she was good at what she was doing. And plus she was also better at uh, getting people to pose. Yeah. Cause I don't know what to tell you to do. I look at you and say, what are you doing in the ring? Yeah. All right. Try to do that. Let's see what it looks like. Yeah. What's we your just pose? Look at it. Yeah. Like I think one of the first times I took promos, I just looked at the, it was a girl show. I was like, uh, all right, we're going to take pictures. And then we're going to look at them. You tell me if you like them or not. If you don't, we delete them. We do it again. They're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm sure people love that because like there's definitely, it's it's a mix though of, of, you know, but you're giving everyone the option. Like, okay, so if you want to look at them, you can. If you're just like, at, you got the promos, it's good, go with it. But like, I never know, like some people be like, hey, can I see that real quick? And it's like, yeah, absolutely. If you don't like the way that it presents you, then like, we'll absolutely redo it. Yeah, yeah, it can be it can be a little bit tricky sometimes whether people want to see it right after you shoot it or not. Uh, and I guess we should kind of mention you were talking about uh, the photos of Billy with Kylie Ray. Uh, your daughter Billy Starks is a professional wrestler. She wrestles a bunch of like black label and stuff like that. Uh, the one black label show that I came out to is her versus Kylie Ray. 
which was an incredible match and like such a cool night for like that just like the knowing you and knowing her because she shows up to a bunch of revolver shows and stuff like that with you uh it was just like really awesome to see so like yeah, i don't know where i'm going with that but just as a little like backstory when you keep talking about your kid or billy we're talking about billy starks who is a, an excellent oh. professional wrestler well we can't say is that um you try to get a picture of me crying and you missed it i know <laughs> somebody walked in my way is what happened i don't remember who it was i think it might have been tom lawler or no maybe it was um who was the mma like legend dude on that show oh uh uh oh homeboy He's, who did the spin kick and killed yeah. uh logan james <laughs> yeah and like kevin Koo was like on the ground backstage just like i can't believe what i'm watching right now yeah, what was his name? I'm not an MMA guy, so I'm not going to remember, but he's an Indiana guy. Right now, yeah, right now his name is slipping my mind. And but the yeah. thing is I got some buddies who booked him in Jeffersonville. He was great. up here in like July. <laughs> I wish I could remember his name because he was, I, I, it's like he's like a famous UFC yeah, fighter. He's a Hall of Famer. I know. I like when I saw the name, I was like, oh, I know who that is and I don't know anything about MMA. Uh, yeah, it was just such a small backstage area that I, I didn't, I couldn't get to where you were while that moment was happening but yeah i tried i really tried okay oh, I, I locked eyes with you then i ran off yeah yeah no i know i know i think i got a picture of you guys together in some way though okay so you kind of already answered this question so we'll we'll i'll soft ask it and see if you have another one that comes to mind a way a photo of yours was used that blew your mind you're talking about being published what magazine was that uh that your photo was published? uh pwi um, I got a message from a guy uh, that writes from out of Dayton. He was doing a story on MJF. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, do you own these photos? I was like, yes. He's like, um, well, uh, we're doing a story on MJF, and uh, we see that he wrestled Eddie Kingston. Uh, could you send me, like, three or four photos or so that I can submit? I was like, okay. And, like, the whole part of, like, having to, like, it was the first time I was sent, like, a release. Yeah. having to put all my information on it. Like the first time I sent it back to them, I didn't put my social on it because I'm like, why am I giving some random dude my social? <laughs> then they sent it back. Like we need your social in order to pay you. Yeah. Okay. And then I had to, I think I waited three months for, for a check. Yeah. I'm like, y'all could have just PayPal me. Yeah. 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 But no, <laughs> so just like I had never those, experienced that before. <laughs> some of those pay systems, like how they work is just like, it's, it's really archaic because it's just like how the like how that system works so yeah it can definitely be like that sometimes uh but yeah that's super cool uh pwi i mean is like obviously a a a mainstay it's been around forever so have a photo published and that's pretty rad uh i have not had that honor yet maybe someday uh okay so i'm shocked by that no i've had um some ww.com um oh to to put a uh date stamp on this uh i had a couple of my photos burned on national television last night on dynamite did you see that yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. robin robin surprised me with that which was pretty cool Uh, i was just like sitting there watching the tv and then all of a sudden i was like wait those photos wait did i those are wait what's happening and then it like this great video package of Pac, and then he's uh burning them at the end and i was like that's so cool so yeah it's uh i've had those i've had my photos set on fire but not published in pwi yet so maybe someday wow even the kids had her pictures in pwi you don't gotta rub it in man she's only what like <laughs> she's already <laughs> laughing me she's a high schooler yeah, yeah. <laughs> a high schooler is laughing, laughing. <laughs> uh okay so what is a photo that you missed that haunts you? Like maybe it was like you thought you had it and it was out of focus, but it was like the shot or like you talked about some of those portraits that you missed because somebody else was shooting them or something like that. Is there anything that you like had an idea for that you didn't get to do or something you wanted to shoot? It should be an easy thing to say because I know like since uh, we've been on a break now, I've been going through a lot of pictures. So mm-hmm. I've been seeing a lot of stuff that I've missed where I'm like, oh, if this was only in focus, oh, um, like I was recently uh, looking at like some old uh, black label stuff mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting there like, because they're one Mikey books, the craziest stuff in the world that craziest. nobody should be booking. Yeah. Like, like when I was looking back to some, like I shot Darby Allen versus PCO, <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's just been so much stuff where it's like, how did I miss this? Like, it's just so badly out of focus. Oh, like I yeah, got yeah. the ring ropes instead of the the wrestlers. Um, That'll happen. I mean, I, I can I can probably fill up an entire hard drive full of stuff I missed that I shouldn't have. Um, but like speaking about like a, like I talked about like uh, the Black Label show where I was stuck doing promos instead of 
ringside shooting, like yeah. I missed the entire uh, Alley Cat versus Shaz McKenzie match. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I was in back the entire time that match was going on. Yeah, and was that something that you were like really looking forward to shooting? Was that specific match that you missed? No, I felt bad whenever I'm getting messages from Shaza asking <laughs> if I got pictures of her match, and I have to tell her no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's always the worst when you have to be like, uh, like somebody be like, you'll post a photo of a match that or a show that somebody's on, and they're like, oh hey, do you have any of my match? And you have to be like, I had to go like, because like you don't want to, you want to be there for everybody's stuff, but like. For me, if I'm doing ringside and I'm doing portraits and like portraits are kind of more what I'm trying to like gear towards um, or like kind of like the the backstage kind of candid moments and stuff like that uh, is more what I'm like super interested in. So it's always like, oh, I had to go in the back and do this photo of this person at that time. And it like feels bad. Like it feels bad because you feel like you're like, oh, I had to prioritize this person's time over photographing your match. But it's just like, it's unfortunately just you can't be every place at once in, in an ideal world you know, you'd be able to show up four hours early to every show and everybody be in full gear and ready to do photos and stuff like that. But that's just not the the way that wrestling works. So yeah. wrestling doesn't work it. like TV wrestling all the time. No. <laughs> so uh, Stefan Bonner is the the name of the. Yeah, I, I the just UFC. looked it up. Yeah, yeah, that's like, what I, yeah. UFC's Hall of Fame page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's going to bother me. And somebody's going to be like, you don't know who Stefan Bonner is. And it's like, I know so little about UFC, but like, I know that name. And he was awesome. Like, the thing he, is, cool. the thing is, is, it was in the back of my head. I just couldn't get it to come to front of my, my yeah. mind to, to say it. Like yeah. I knew because, like I said, my buddies have him booked in a couple of months for some shoot style tournament thing they're doing. Yeah, cool. That sounds right up his alley. All right, uh, <laughs> last question: uh, an experience that you've had because of shooting wrestling that you wouldn't have had otherwise in your life. It's like uh, some- my step, my stepdaughter getting to start wrestling so early. Um, 100% her being able to get in the ring at the age she's at and be able to do everything she's doing is directly results of me picking up a camera and us hitting the road. So us getting involved in wrestling directly affected her starting so soon. Um, she's always told us she wanted to be a wrestler, which she starts saying that at about three or four when I introduced wrestling to her. Mm-hmm. And we always told her, all right, wherever you go to college, if there's a wrestling school, we'll pay for wrestling school if you go to college. We had no clue. All right, you can start wrestling in high school. Right. <laughs> She's killing it, Not though. only that, but you can travel the world or the country. Like, we're in the process at some point of trying to get her a passport and stuff like that. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I've had Elgin message me and ask, like, does she have a passport? Because he said he knows for sure she could wrestle in Canada. Yeah. So it's things like that where, you know, direct result of picking up a camera three years ago. And I know, and I know just through conversations with you in the past, like that path that you've been making and like being there and like being there for moments like the Kylie Ray match where, uh, you know, you got to be ringside for this like really huge moment of, of her career is part of the reason why, or part of the reason that's driving you to keep doing the wrestling photography. Yeah. Because one, you don't make a million bucks doing this. So I'm putting so much wear and tear on the car, so much money into equipment and stuff like that. So at the end of the day, it's because I love wrestling and I have fun with it. Then also it allows me to make contacts to help my kid. And now we also got the boy Logan's gotten into uh, videography. So he's been doing a lot of stuff with IWTV. Um, He's like a swerve videos, secondhand man at this point. So he shoots almost every bizarro. He shot a, a few black labels, pretty much. He shot almost every one of them so far. Um, Glory Pro, stuff like that. So it's turned into a family thing. Uh, girlfriend yeah. is, she hates when I say it, but I tell her she's like the co-promoter of Girl Fight Wrestling because she's <laughs> Madman Pondo's secondhand person. So it's things like that where results of me picking up uh, photography and taking a, buying a camera and buying more cameras and traveling and resulted in the whole family shifting direction of we're going to follow Billy around for chair to we're going to follow Billy around for wrestling and follow the whole family around for wrestling. Yeah. But you've like, but I feel like those have got to be like such 
amazing memories of like doing these like nine hour drives like over weekends of like you and your kid in the car like going to these wrestling shows and like seeing her make these connections and evolve and then at the same time you you know carving your own way with your photography and stuff like that it's got to be such a rewarding uh, altogether experience and to have it be a family experience it's got to be like a cool thing that brings you guys together and creates a lot of one-of-a-kind memories like yeah you guys could go to disney world once every couple years or whatever but like i don't know like you're you're driving across the country with with your family and and making all these like really cool connections you're seeing these like relationships that uh she's having with the, these new friends and stuff like that evolve and and it's got to be a cool experience oh it's definitely it's just one of those things it's even to the point where we're like a motel six to these wrestlers at this point if yeah. they come through the louisville jeffersonville area majority of the time they're sleeping on our couch um it's to the point where whenever they wake up my girlfriend rebecca starts grilling them with uh who are you what's your real name does your mom know you're here how long you been doing this why do you do this like she's literally forced everybody to answer those questions. She's even yeah. made AJ Gray, I think, answer those questions. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'm sure some of these parents are, like, are, like, stoked that you're involved, though. You know what I mean? And that you guys are going to a lot of these shows and, like, uh, can be some sort of a proxy for their kids that are going with you. Yeah, it's one of those things. That's where we bonded with uh, Marco and Logan's uh, family. Yeah. Um uh, Marco and Logan stayed. It was right before Logan started wrestling. She sat them down, grilled them on on their actual names, on how old they are, how long they've been doing it, where they're from, and got their backstory. Then she made Marco call his mom and tell her that they were okay. And then we ended up meeting them on uh, Logan's first match. Um, and him and uh, Billy were on the same show. It was a Making Town show. And we bonded with her, with his family, with uh, Mama and Papa's son over the fact that we're all just traveling, following our kids wrestling, or in my case, my family's following me to take pictures and I'm following the kid and vice versa. So yeah. they get it. They understand what we're going through and the worries that Rebecca's going through watching her kid wrestle because, you know, they're still new yeah. to this whirlwind that we're in. So they are very helpful. So I'm sure for Rebecca had a question or concern, Mama Stunt would probably be there to try to answer for it or Papa Stunt. So it's one of those things where we have been able to find people that are in similar boats and we can talk to about stuff. Yeah. That's so cool. It's like it's like the absolute coolest version of like uh like football parents like that are going to like all the <laughs> games and like you know what I mean? Like riding on the bus and shit. But instead you're like going to like UAV halls and like uh <laughs> watching dudes bleed all over each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes it's, it's very very weird like it she as they call her like she's the mother of the wrestlers in this area like uh yeah. the little uh faction that the kids in ifhy yeah they all look up to rebecca as their mother like uh, she helps them with merch she like uh recently she helped jonathan wolf set up his pro wrestling tees he didn't know what to do she's like this is what you do this is how you do it uh she's forced them all to actually have merch because they were all very bad at it and like she's helping them get things to do better like she forced jonathan to start looking into getting new gear so she sat down and actually helped him design gear so they could send it to uh isaiah's velasquez so it can get made yeah. so it's stuff like that where she's literally become the soccer mom of wrestling but like, I think wrestling like really needs that. Like, I think that there is a a younger generation, like all these kids from that area that are all picking up wrestling that like are going to be so much better off and so much better prepared for this journey because of you guys being there. And I think that's like just beyond cool. Yeah. Like I said, Indiana's weird. So yeah. there's kids that are probably way too young to be doing this stuff. So you have very early teens to you know people probably too old to be doing this but you have <laughs> such a vast range of people doing this world so the little group that my kid wrestles with is from high school age to they should probably be in college if they would have went down the ass type of deal sure. so they you know they're not fully ready to be adults so having somebody that isn't quite in that i just want to be a wrestler mindset that's in a okay listen to me i'm kind of uh I work in the business world and deal with budgets and things like this. This is what you need to do. She's that person that can explain that stuff to them and it helps them because they're not thinking about that stuff. Yeah. And it's one of those things where as crazy as wrestling is, it's teaching my kid to start transitioning to be more like an adult when it 
when she hits her 20s because she's we've already started a bank account for her, so she's already learning to budget her own money. Yeah. Um, she's making her own money. She's a small um, business owner. <laughs> she's right. a small and, business. And that's what I, yeah. Like uh, when she goes to school, her teachers get concerned because they're like, why you got bruises all over you? <laughs> and, like she had to explain to one of her teachers, well, I'm a professional wrestler. The teacher's right. like, no, you're not. She's like, yes, I am. She, so she's like, she's like, go on Google, type in Billy Starks. And the teacher's like, what? She's like, go to Google and just type in my name. That's my wrestling name. Type that in. So the teacher types it in and looking at pictures, looking at video, then looking at her and like, so you sad. weren't lying. Yeah. And like so now in her, her Japanese teacher, every time she comes back to school from the weekend, he's like, where were you this weekend? What did you do? And like, she's like, well, you know, St. Louis or Crown Point or had to go to Alabama or Tennessee or something like that. Or, you know, we went to Jersey or we, we got to go to Tampa or something like that. Or we just got back from Texas and they're just like the life you live. And she's a straight A student. So it's just like, how? I couldn't balance this. Yeah, thing. I couldn't either. And I mean, that's like, that's life though, man. It's like all about experiences and stuff like that. And I'm a full, a full believer that like the weirder your life is the better, obviously like positive, weird, bad, weird is, is, yes. is not good, but like, <laughs> like abnormal carving your own path, doing what makes you happy, like figuring out what makes you happy and just like running full speed at it. Like that's, that's what it's about, man. Like, uh, you get one shot and like, why not do the things that, that bring you joy or make sense to you to, to pursue. So like, that's what's up. You're you guys are the the first the first family of Midwest wrestling. Like you all just like <laughs> tag it along and shit. And I, I think it's great. It rules. Uh, okay, cool. So we could we could we could talk about this all night, but I think we should yeah, yeah we kind of wrap it up. <laughs> so if if people aren't already following you on the internet, where can they find you, Mouse? Twitter. I'm now WCW Mouse three nine one one. I forgot about uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Baxter and that who challenged you to do that? Was it Basil? Well, it was uh, because Homeboy was uh, talking crap about Dan House, and then Basil was like, I think I said, I said, I'm going to change my uh, my Twitter name to WCW Mouse 3911. And Basil was like, You haven't done it yet, or something. So I went ahead and did it. He's like, I wouldn't expect you to actually make the actual tag that. He's like, I thought you're just going to change, like, where you have it saying Robert starts Bellamy to that. I was like, Nah, if you're going to do it, you got to do it. Yeah. So it's it's, uh, WCW Mouse, what, 3911? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And then uh, uh, Instagram? Instagram, I think, is uh, mouses underscore wrestling underscore adventures. Yeah, uh, I think that's right. I'll, I'll, I'll mention it at the beginning anyway, too, so it'll work out. Then Facebook, uh, just mouses wrestling adventures, uh, smug mug account, mouses wrestling adventures, or whatever. You know, it's yeah. out there. You can you can find you. I'm sure you can Google something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll make we'll make sure that we include your links at the beginning too, if people are looking for you. Well, hey man, it was really great to see you. It was awesome talking to you. Hopefully, this won't be the last time for a while. I hope so. I enjoy whenever I see you. So yeah, man. Sammy, run some revolver shows. Get yeah, I'm back. I'm just trying to hang out with my friends. I don't really care about the wrestling. Now nah, all wrestling is just trying to do hood rat shit with your friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll see you later, man.